Hello and welcome to this anniversary episode for Let's Get Deeper. I'm Josh and um, this episode, as I briefly mentioned before, is just a commemoration episode of the fact that it's been three years since I came out publicly. Um, So once again, I'm here with Eunice. Hello. And as usual for these commemorative episodes, it's going to be her asking me a whole bunch of questions that I have no idea what I'm going to (laughs) say. Um, so it's going to be a fun adventure. Yay. So Thank you for having me. I feel like I feel like it's actually such an honor to be the one chosen every year <laughs> <laughs> to do this with you. Like I've just noticed, I'm just like, it's just hitting me now that it's mm. actually really nice and special. So thank mm. you for choosing me to do this. Yeah. Um, so three years, oh which have flown by. What do you think? I don't know. See, it's like I reflect 2020. Merged into 2021 so strangely. Yeah. Some days I'm just like, what day is it? Yeah, what year? Am what I year here? is this? And then I keep hearing, uh, and like, um, because I had a meeting not too long ago, and then one of my one of the um other my, my colleagues was like, I keep hearing 2020 because it's coming so close. <laughs> Mate, we are like literally three months away. Three months away. That's- ah. So it's been three years mm-hmm. since you came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that day very clearly. Yes, how, I do too. How about you? Like, yeah, so three years on, what do you remember, you know, from that day? What do I remember? Yeah. I, it's still quite vivid. Yeah. It's still, I remember, I think, I, I remember like the, anxiety around everything Mm. and that decision to just turn my phone off Mm. i remember turning my phone on again (laughs) and then seeing i think there was something like 12 missed calls yes but then i saw i remember all of the positive comments so it's a very vivid memory that i think will stay with me yeah (laughs) till i die yeah because it was risky and I think every episode I've said, every anniversary episode that we've done is that I knew it was a risk to even get to that point, you know. And looking back, it was probably the best path to go down to. Mm, yeah. um, I don't think any other way would have made made it, you know, like, push the outcome to where it is yeah yeah um yeah you did it in the most on brand josh i know i hate it (laughs) you hate it in fairness i've been reflecting on like storytelling and Mm -hmm. how that works i've had friends like recently tell me ask me like oh how do i journal (laughs) and stuff and i was like i don't journal i can't everything that i journal is audio yeah or audio visual yeah for me, and I think this just stems from maybe family stuff, is um, the way that I tell my story has to be in my own words, but when I say that, I mean like verbally. Mm. Um, I can't write it down. Yeah. Because it lacks, it lacks emotion. Mm, like the tone and stuff. Tone and like the long pauses mm. or the gravity of how it's said. Yeah. Like the emphasis is very different like in writing yeah i found i agree it's a very artistic thing to say and yeah it was (laughs) such a beautiful video actually and 
Yeah. Mm. And I that day we have photos of that day. I, I know we have photos and of watched that day. play. Brisbane like, Festival. Yeah. I think I, I picked quite a good time too because you know for Brisbane, um, Pride Month is September. Mm, yeah. Um, that's a very symbolic thing for city of Brisbane. So, um, I. Couldn't have picked, I think, a better yeah, a better time, yeah, do it in, yeah. But yeah, I think I I wouldn't have done it any other. Mm. And what do you think has been the biggest difference? Um, you know, three years on since coming out. I think it's visibility, Mm. not just for myself, right? Because you know every every queer person expresses themselves differently but visibility in that i can be visible when i work mm. and at the moment you know i work with in my two roles um i work i work as an academic but also i work as a um you know as a counselor for youth and young people and being visible in schools I think has hit me harder than I thought it would have mm-hmm. because I don't know, I, you know, I'm just very proud to see young people and by young people, I mean like early to mid high school kids mm-hmm. being able to proudly proclaim they're part of the queer community yeah. makes me so happy. Um, and while I wish I had that, I acknowledge the fact that because I went to a Christian-aligned private school, that was never going to happen safely. Um, But also I had family things going on at that time, and I don't think I would have ever been able to do that. Mm -hmm. But seeing it now, um, I'm just happy to be able to just be visible. Yeah. And I think that's all I could have ever hoped for. Yeah. That's so special, like being able, you know, to acknowledge that you didn't have that experience when you were younger, but now that you are here, you are sort of like paving the way for younger people Mm -hmm. to be able to have, to do that, to be able Mm -hmm. to be more open about who they are in an earlier age kind of thing. Mm. And I think more so for potentially like young queer Asian people. Mm, specifically specifically and my hope is that by being visible is showing them that there is a way forward Mm. right because essentially i've basically put a target on my back (laughs) right um because filipinos as we know are very close-knit yeah um, our communities are quite small and diasporically, you know, everyone practically knows everyone else. Yeah. So for me to be visible, visibly queer, and still have a good relationship with my family, I think still speaks quite a lot to mm-hmm. how risky it can still be for some people, for mm-hmm. some queer Asian people. Yeah. So it's doubly important. I don't want to say it's not it's not a burden, but it's something that I acknowledge I have a lot of power yeah. in doing. So doing the best I can to be visible and still 
you know, and show the fact that my parents still, you know, I'm still part of the family is still yeah. something quite strong yeah. you know, to show. It's mm. like a, it's like a positive experience in that regard. Mm. Yeah. When, but you acknowledge that other people won't have, don't have that or yeah. might not have that, but that you can show that your experience was, it, it went well. It went well. Yeah. And that's not to say that it had teething issues at the mm. beginning. Um, but we're still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. We're still here. We're still standing. Yes. Yeah. And um, have you had any sort of um, conversations with people in the Filipino community about being out and about being gay? Not really. Hmm. And I think that's because I made a choice not to. I don't know. It's tricky. In Brisbane, we have factions of Filipino communities, mm-hmm. and that's widely known. Um, I made a decision a number of years ago now, let me think about that, five years, I think, to step away from the factions and then, you know, focus solely on um, building the university communities that we have. So for me, it was important, especially after I came out, to ensure that the university communities that I was looking after were inclusive and were able to hold space for quite a number of people Mm. no matter what their sexuality or gender identity was i see so rather than you putting that effort into specifically the filipino community Mm. it was more into the communities at university things that i could control yeah and things that you chose before you came out you chose to put more effort into that which was your the university groups Yeah. yeah i see and maybe in the future yeah i'm sure i'm sure that by being openly queer and openly visible that will that'll happen more and more often i think Mm. so yeah we'll see what happens yeah Mm. yeah and i know i remember at our two-year checkup 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 Check in. Medical. I know. Why do I sound so <laughs> medical right now? Your two-year Um, We talked about boys. <laughs> we Did talked- we? I think so. I think I we- it was first anniversary. You, I think we did it. Okay, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess that's a <laughs> recurring know, theme. It's, I think it's gonna it's always be the dangerous theme. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, love and <laughs> dating and oh you know, god, romantic interests. Oh sweet Jesus! Like yes, so, yes. So, <laughs> what has been happening in that sphere? <sighs> Honestly, that you're comfortable talking about online. <laughs> Honestly, it's been a lot. And I think people who follow my socials have recognized that. But it's been, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, in terms of relationships, where do I see what is my enthusiasm for them? Mm-hmm. I think that wholly depends on who my partner is. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I, like, I don't remember if I talked about my type. I have. I think you have. Oh, God. I feel like you have. Um, But, yeah, it's been a very interesting past 12 months, I think. Um, have you learned anything about yourself within that specific context? Um, patience is a virtue. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like that. I think um, that patience will probably stay with me mm-hmm. in relationships. And it's like, it's not that I'm desperate, right? Mm. But uh, I guess I'm, it's not desperation, but it's also a longing. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great word, longing. A wish that I could have a partner, boyfriend. And I think we've mentioned this on that one. Like one of the conversations we've had in the past year is that to be able to actually say that I have a boyfriend is something that I think is very important to me because of a lot of things. Mm. Right. So I think it's just that desire to get to that space where I can be able to say that I do, Mm. but also not have, I think that's the tricky part is that not having to hide the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's going to be the tricky bit. Um, is that for one reason or another could be that the person that I fall for is not comfortable at the moment. Mm. And that's fine, I think, but it, it'll come to a point where I'm like, dude, you kind of have to, mm. there's no, <laughs> there's no going back. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So I, I'm sensing that you're saying that vis- cause you said visibility is important for you as an individual. Mm. So are you saying it's sort of important as well? As a as a couple, or you hope? Yeah, I hope that would be. I hope that it would be. Yeah, because it's going to be for the exact same reasons again as me being visible solely as an individual, as a queer individual. Yeah, because I again we return to the same reasons as like Filipino Filipino community is very small. The chismosa is quite powerful, so it's you know just having to bite the bullet sometimes, just be like, "Yep, yeah, this is my boyfriend," and that's that's that. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm no further questions here, and and that's fine. We're here, we're queer, and that's yeah. we're absolutely okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mm. What do you think um, are your biggest hopes for the next, <laughs> the next year? <laughs> that is twenty twenty two. God, I don't. In terms of relationships. Yeah. Or are you thinking holistically? I'm thinking more holistically. So that's a very big question. <laughs> Take it how you <laughs> um, want. <laughs> you know, I get to continue to be visible. Mm. And maybe next year we'll try and get more involved in having conversations with other queer Asians in community. Mm. That's something I know that I would have loved to have done. <laughs> but for circumstances, obviously, it's been difficult. Yeah. And having to adjust, you know, to work work life and um getting used to the fact that it's a never-changing environment that we're still living in i have not been able to dedicate the energy and time to have that but hopefully next year that changes but yeah that's that's that holistically yeah yeah, to have more conversations. Yes, relationship wise, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, and I guess that that comes to that thing where you're like, patience is a virtue, and I think you are living that. God <laughs> is really telling me the long game. The long game. God really told me you you ha- you can you can wait for the long game, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so. I don't mind. Yeah. But I know people have asked me, look, Josh, when are you gonna? like actually do something I don't know Mm. I really don't know Mm. and it's not that I don't want to but it's just yeah waiting can be difficult yeah I so want to acknowledge that that you know because you there is a longing there and at the same time you're also trying to be really patient and so that could be really difficult yeah yeah but um I had a question and it's completely come out of it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just disappeared. It's just left my mind. Right. Which is really great. <laughs> um if you could say anything to um Josh when he first 
came out, what would you say to him? Cycles are a thing. Everything somehow comes back full circle. And it's not, it'll be painful, but um, it'll be, hopefully the payoff will be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that. I think I remember what I was going to say is just when you you spoke about, you know, relationships and wanting to do something and mm-hmm. but you're not like sure, I guess I just want to say that is so valid, like in relationships in general, it's mm-hmm. like timing, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not necessarily like um, a straightforward thing. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And I think being queer just makes things even more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I think that, yeah, it sounds like you've done a lot of like reflecting <laughs> on yourself and what you want and what you stand for. Yeah. And, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I've had questions asking me like, oh, do you want kids too? I'm just like, look, I don't mind mm. having having raised my own siblings and mm. my cousins, younger cousins. And, you know, I have my podcast kids. I still have my podcast kids. You're still a dad. <laughs> still a dad. Um, <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind having children. Mm. But that's a conversation I have to have with my partner. Yeah. I hear you. And, and that is something we both have to talk about. Mm, yeah. So I guess I have this question about, you know, you specifically talk about wanting to be visible mm. to um, to queer Filipino people. Yes. So I guess what what would be something that you would say to someone that is maybe like contemplating, you know, wanting to come out to family? That they may blame – they may blame you or they may blame themselves. Mm. That's going to be an immediate reaction. There's going to be blame. Blame is always going to be involved, right? They'll ask you, is it because of something that happened? Mm. I guess you just got to be honest. Right. Right. But give them time. I think um, what I've been grateful and appreciative of is that my parents have actually, I wouldn't, I, I guess, reflected. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah. And, you know, they've asked questions sometimes. I'm just like, oh, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah. Where, where, both of you have asked questions already. What is happening? So I, I think, you know, leaving them to their own devices and just, hope, you know, giving them that opportunity to Process grow it. themselves uh-huh. without intervention from me. Sure. I think has actually led to quite a nice place where i am now yeah right wow and that's like just so parallel to to the whole like patience you know like Mm. you said and you said you know patience is hard and i'm sure it hasn't necessarily been easy for you to give them a lot of this time but you gave it to them and it actually worked out like for the better without you knowing if it would but it yeah yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's such an emotional, <laughs> it's such an emotional episode, and oh, I God. just um thank you, you know, so much for sharing oh, and being like so open, you know, with mm. your journey. It's so real. It's a real experience, and I hope people that are listening can really, you know, get something from this. You know, it's a great yeah great opportunity to hear your mm. story. Yeah. yeah, and I wish that you know. Because we we're recording this back to back with one of our unpacked this brain episodes, I wish we were able to get our special guest on. Yeah, because I think that would have been a very interesting conversation to have had. Yeah. Um, 
So who knows what will happen next year? But did you have any other sh- more shallow questions? I was going to. <laughs> where are we going? I mean, you brought up boys. Yeah. Again. The boys, it's, it's so funny because I was thinking that I was really trying to balance out the deep with the, <laughs> the, with the, with the, with the hideously yeah. shallow. Because, like, the boys thing was a good, not so deep question. Yes. <laughs> Let's keep going down that vein. So you <laughs> did say, like, you have talked about your type, but, mm. but let's like refresh that. Like, what does it look like now? Is it still the same? And what if it is so? Like, what is it? What did I say my type was last time? I slightly remember quiet. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, um, sure. Like quiet, um, specifically Asian background. Yes. Um, yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah, and then like potentially like, I don't know if you mentioned STEM or you might have just said like something around maybe around academics. Or oh, maybe. Potentially. I can't remember. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what is he like now? What is the type now? <laughs> is it bad to say has to be at least fit to some extent Ooh, no <laughs> i think that's i think that's because i've been on that journey too yeah so this is a value of yours <laughs> uh how things have changed and how things have stayed the same huh there's different differences now yes there are differences and yeah it dem- just demonstrates the fact that over time it's been like yes health journey too health is wealth health <laughs> is wealth h-e-l-t-h is W-E-L-T-H. Welt. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I don't. Mm, I would still prefer it to be Asian, someone who's Asian. I think that that will still be a, yeah. I don't know. Like, my parents have been like, we don't, I don't, I haven't asked them explicitly. Mm. I'm just like, I think about it sometimes, like, would it be easier if it were just filler or Singaporean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, the gap isn't as present, I think. But also, I know that I'm just aware, I guess, that to at least get my parents to adjust to the fact that I have a partner, it hasn't, I don't, I shouldn't be bringing some random. <laughs> okay, so someone that maybe your parents know. Uh, yeah, relatively, or have known, like, no of yeah yeah not just a rando not just a rando can't nothing you know like yeah. that I, I guess establish the relationship first i think that's the biggest thing oh okay yeah must yeah then we'll go from there with my parents but yes yeah. uh smart creative could be also a good thing yeah i just need someone that compliments all my bloody instagram <laughs> Someone that is like into that. I either I yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's that'll be good. That can like see the value in that rather than it's like what why is taking photos and yes because some people are like that. Some people are like that. I'm just like, not. You're like get out. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Molest. Sorry, not, uh, had to cross you off. Yeah. Apology. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's kind of it. I think. Yeah. Like the. That's not. It's not even baseline. That's actually quite picky. But it's pretty good because I think it really relates to maybe how you are and like what stuff that you yes you like true. to do as well. So like it makes sense you'd want someone that like likes the same. At least compliments. Yeah, it's complimentary. Yeah, it have to be exactly the same. Yeah, complimentary is good because at least you'll feed off each other and grow together. Yeah, I, but I think that's the thing is that my view on relationships, particularly romantic relationships, is that. You have to make sure that it's a 
um, reciprocal thing mm-hmm. that you have to learn and grow together. Mm. You don't necessarily have to be on the same page. It'd be nice, but in generally in the same direction. Mm. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, and that's why it's like for me to then introduce my future boyfriend to my parents. I think will need time. Yeah, and and you know that because. Is it because of how your parents are or, like, how comfortable you'd feel? I think it's it's a mix of both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid list. <laughs> it's a really – it sounds like a very gold star list. And, you know, I wonder if anyone fits that at this very point. <laughs> I, 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 like, as for shits and gigs, I just want, like, Ariel and Gavin and Rand just be like, if, if y'all want to do it, I'm going to allow y'all to post, like, auction me off on bloody subtle Asian day if you want to. <laughs> I'm not going to stop y'all. Oh my gosh. That'd be funny if that happens next, like within the next 12 months. Can though. that actually happen? Is this you actually giving permission? <laughs> this is. I mean, I've already told them. Okay, that's good. That's the thing. It's I'm just like, y'all can do it if you really want to. I'm so wanting to. I feel like it would be so funny. It'd be interesting to see what comes up though. What pictures are they going to use? That's what I uh, think. Oh, uh, they, they have a pretty solid photo bag. I think they would because you always take photos. So I feel like they're going to have some pretty nice photos. I saw some the other night of you at the dumpling place. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they could use that photo. They could. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to stop them. Yeah. So it sounds like Josh 2022 open, open to Sutilation Day. Ah! Amongst other things. Amongst other things. A I'm just like, things. fine. If I'm not going to do dating apps, just do Sutilation Day. Yeah. Ah. It's open to any. Just that. Anything. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's time to test the waters, to be honest. Yes. Could be 2022, could be that year of testing. <sighs> it's always in. To the waters. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's not daunting at all. No, it's not. It's going to (laughs) be from the outsider's perspective. It's just like going along for the ride. I hate, I hate the hype. Yeah. Some days. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. We have been your biggest hype people. I know. I know you'll have. It's nice, but sometimes it's dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. No, why? Why did I even open my big fat mouth? So good. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess on the super super shallow thing. Yeah. Is that for some reason I've been on a K-pop return to like Korea K dramas and oh yes. K-pop. So yeah, it's 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 been interesting to return to that space. Yeah. Because I've also watched a lot of BL dramas, so queer content in the past twelve months. Um, specifically queer Asian. And I think that's just me being on brand once again. But to see it come out from traditionally quite, you know, yeah, quite traditional, quite restrictive Asian culture, to yeah. be able to even then produce it and distribute it. It's yeah. Quite like, oh, okay. Is that progress? Yeah. <laughs> to some extent, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It was good to see it, like, across Asia. Yeah. But I think my, my super shallow K-pop comeback has been, like, all the all the groups that I I grew up with. Yeah. Um, are now slowly coming back. I'm just like, oh, boy. Return. The return. That's, what they, they, that's how they're going to get you. <laughs> You're like, the nostalgia. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, feed off the nostalgia. But then yeah. they're like, oh, God. Who, who has been? Yeah, who's, like, the ones? Okay, I'll have to show you. I was thinking, like, but I only ever knew the famous ones. Like, like who? One. 
Are 21... Oh, they're not going to come back. Unfortunately. Girls' Generation is thinking of coming back. But then the yeah. boy groups. The boy groups, I'm just like, 2pm. I should show you. Ah, oh, yeah. Shiny came, Shiny came back! Oh, Shiny did it come Yes, they did. Um, It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And it's just like... I grew up with these boys and girls. I'm just like, oh my god. It's yeah. long time coming. It's kind of exciting. Though. It is. And it's good. But also, you realise like how how much has changed in terms of, you know, the industry as a whole. In a a better way? Because I know... I hope it is. It was. And the the reason why I stopped was because there was a whole host of um, anti-fan behavior, like bullying and, you know, things that led to multiple suicides that happened, like, in the space of six months. I was just like, no, I can't. Yeah. so I stepped away from K-pop and K-dramas for a lot, like maybe like four, three years. Yeah. And last year I came back and I was like, mm, okay, I guess it's time to return and see if anything's changed. But like in terms of queer representation, there's been a quite a few number of queer dramas produced, like web series oh, produced from Korea. I'm just like, what is happening? Something sus. Something. <laughs> I don't know. It's very shallow progress at the moment, but at least we get it. It's like a step in the right direction, I hope. <laughs> but then it's just like, just like, okay, so what? Are y'all actually like bi or gay or what? Like in real life? Yeah, that's. I'm um, just like the mind fuck is still present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know if in real life they they are, they are or just like or is it because for sure i'm just like mm. <laughs> it's fine i guess interesting just throw it off. <laughs> yeah that's it if at the end of the day it's all like you get to look at some good look <laughs> you're <Yes>. winning <laughs> uh, benefit i love benefit it. i'll show you later yeah but yeah please do. um i don't know what other questions do you have i think those are actually all my really questions. yeah it's a suspiciously short episode then <laughs> those were all of the questions wow wow it's really short yeah that's not as long no it's not um do you have anything that you want to add like that you want to remember like you want to capture now so that pa- uh, future you can remember what you were like in 2021 what i was like in 2021 mm-hmm. what was i like in 2021 <laughs> who am i um i know i said patience was a virtue mm-hmm. but i think the 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 growth aspect also is important mm-hmm. not just for myself i think for my friends who've been around me for a while and who have been on you know have seen me through this as well but also, yeah, it's just that capacity for growth has to be there. Yeah. And here's the thing I value and appreciate the most is that this year has taught me to see, to hope for the growth. Mm. And it's starting to pay off, which is nice. And, you know. Is that growth in yourself? For myself, for friends, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been interesting to see how that's changed. Like, the friendship circles have changed over time. Mm. Mm. And I reflected on it, like, on my birthday, I was like, mm, the people that I chose to come ha- are here for a reason. Mm. And I asked, like, and I asked some of my friends, actually, do you think I'm intentional? Mm-hmm. in the way that in you know for the various things that i do so they said yes and i'm gonna ask you this question what, what are your thoughts about that yeah intentionality yeah i totally think you're intentional 
I think because like we've had such deep conversations, like I feel like I sort of understand like the way you think and that you do a lot of things intentionally as you're very reflective and very like you you think a lot. (laughs) I do. Yeah. And do you think that's detrimental though? Um. Well, coming from a fellow thinker, (laughs) I'm so biased when I say no. Um, But, yeah, I don't know because, if you know, for myself, I guess I think that sometimes it is a detriment to myself. So Mm. I don't know if you see it as a detriment sometimes to you. Yeah. But then I guess I'm curious. Like, do you think at times it is a detriment? I think it can be. Yeah. Like like sometimes. But – like if you catch me in a mood, then it, it's very easy for me to be baited. In what way? In like if I'm if I feel some kind of I hate I hate I hate being like super millennial or super Gen Z when I say when I feel some kind of way, um, because oh my god, this is what happens when I work around you. Yeah, I literally pick up all the slack. Yeah, I feel some kind of way. Yes, it's just very very easy to buy into the like. I try not to overthink, but I have such an analytical brain as yeah. a start. Yeah. I was in science, so I, you know, that's like, that's very hard for me to turn off. Um, but because, you know, now, now I've done like counseling, so I know behavioral bits as well. Mm. It's very hard for me to turn off that brain. Mm. It's very, very hard. I can't. It, like, so I try not to buy into it. But if I do feel some kind of way, it's just there. And it's just like, yeah, why not, why not take this adventure down? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. So when you feel some type of way, you're baited, your thoughts bait you yes, yes. into thinking. And it's like, yes, let's go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and then you're like there thinking and thinking yeah. about scenarios yeah. or like things or like unpacking things that have already happened yeah, and stuff like right. that. It's bullshit. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a mood. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, yes, I know. What a mood. It's such a mood. Mm. And I often think about like – I've been like trying to learn like more mindfulness and I think it helps with that. So because the, I'm very over analytical as well and I think that the m- mindfulness helps if, you know, if that is something that, you know, is interesting to you because mm-hmm. it sort of, I don't know, it kind of stops all the like overthinking. Yeah. 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 But it's tricky. It is tricky. Yeah. Um, what was I uh, – like we had a very interesting conversation the night before about like – what we, because it was the usual suspects. <laughs> and if you saw my story, obviously it was going to be the usual suspects. Yeah. But we actually had a very interesting concept, uh, conversation about how we perceive each other. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you that now, like, particularly in this context. Mm. Yeah. What are your perceptions of me? In mm. this particular context? I guess it doesn't have to be this particular queer context, but just overall yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I do perceive you as someone that's like, highly I'd say intelligent um because you have a lot of I guess thoughts and ideas and very like you can think really deeply um also perceive you as being really creative as well um and the word intentional definitely does come to mind a lot and I don't know if that's because we spend a lot of time talking about like behavior and analyzing things Mm. like that that um because you we can speak on that level I Mm. think like you are you have that skill to be intentional because how could you not be if you're already thinking about these things and all of these, mm. these different mm. levels? Mm. Um, yeah. 
And I also perceive you as, I guess, someone that really likes being part of communities. Like I thought about mm. that when we had our last, when we just had our last episode recording and you were talking about how you were part of the Filipino community, you sort of drew back, but then you put your energy into universities. So I feel like you've always liked like being part of a community and like having like people around you that like mm. are like like-minded people. Yeah. So yeah. That's mm. how I perceive you. I feel like so okay. observant. Taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Thank you for that. But I think the usual suspect said that, like, when they look at the f- the friendship circles that I have, like, very diverse mm. in terms of, like, background and yeah, all of that. But I guess expanding on that intentionality, um... I think that only has really been front of mind since I started, since the masters. Oh, okay. Since starting the masters and then progressing and then graduating is that, and it's not, and it's not meant to be like a bad thing to be intentional, but because I have to be aware of, I'm very, I'm very self-aware, to some might say to a fault, um, but I have to be aware that the fact that. Like I mentioned in the beginning, that I essentially have a target on my back. Mm. Is that I have to be intentional with how I present myself, or talk about you know queer issues and um, a whole host of other things, because it's recognizing that my words and have impact. Yeah, yeah, and the actions have impact as well. And it's and it's not burdensome. It's just acknowledging that. I hold quite a bit of power. Mm, and like responsibility, and do you feel as well? It is, it is a responsibility. I yeah. feel like it really is. Yeah. Because, you know, um, if you were, for example, queer, filler, but not out to the public, okay, I respect that decision. But wouldn't it be nice if you were visible? Wouldn't it be nice for younger people, younger queer, queer fellows, to see, I don't know, maybe a healthy relationship, queer relationship, because that's not something that is generally seen anyway, for starters, but more so as fellows, you know, um, as Asian fellows. Um, yeah. It would be good, right, but I can't pressure you. Mm. I can't pressure them to do that they have to come to that conclusion themselves yeah so it's it, it is tricky you know yeah and it's difficult and i can't help but think that sometimes that presents like a like me being very me wanting to be visible maybe that is a barrier mm. who knows but um, i need to know that i mm. think yeah right yeah so, it's yeah. really interesting and I think it really feeds back into the whole like you are part of communities and you know you surround mm. yourself with diverse people and so mm. I think that's always front of mind for you is like what do people like what do your words mean to people mm. and like yeah but do you I guess have times when you feel like you can say like whatever you want and like you can just like oh, yeah yeah and not feel like of course to, yeah of okay. course alcohol is not required <laughs> good I'm glad that you have times when you can just Shit talk. talk shit. Just, yeah. yes. Yes. shit talk. Which is like it's funny. It's like I wish I could go back and do podcasts more. Mm. That's one of the things I hope I can do moving forward. Mm. Is I think it was just a lot of adjustment 
to post-graduation life. Yeah. That I stopped. Um, yeah. And I wish I could do that more because it helped. It really did help. Um, because it was a form of audio journaling. It's just a very public form of audio journaling. Mm, yeah. Um, but it really does help. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's why I feel like that's the way that I'll always have to journal is audio or through Instagram. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those are your outlets. Yes. Yes. It's like, I hate writing. Yeah. Yeah. Physically writing. Physically, yeah. Because you, you do type. You are a typer. Yeah. I have to be. Yeah. I guess <laughs> in my, in my role, I have to type. I'm just like, I'd rather not. Can I just do other things instead to journal? Can I just speak to you of your feedback? Yes. Speak your feedback to you. Yes. I wish I could. <laughs> This is crap. What oh is this God. sentence? <laughs> Please, no, I don't want to know. This, it's the weekend. I don't want to. Okay, let's, let's, let's bring you back to. Let's not traumatize me. Monday to Friday. Oh, God. Um, oh. Yeah. I wish that in the future I'll be able to have some kind of long conversation with my parents. Mm. I think it's one of my hopes. Yeah. That will take time, I think, yeah. um, for me to process everything still yeah um but i think i guess there's other things as like my dad's parents i think it's probably soon it's probably time for them to to know to know yeah do you think you'll tell them in the next we'll see who knows yeah. um they are getting old yeah but i think i mentioned this in the first anniversary episode mm-hmm. is that they have a they have a very specific image of me, mm-hmm. and I don't want to tarnish that mm-hmm. in some way. But um, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just have to, yeah, yeah. I guess have those expectations dashed somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably time. Yeah. So it seems like you know you will tell them and i think this might be different i can't remember what you said last time but i think last time you did definitely have reservations for mm. those reasons and you used to tell you told me they used to call you up and be like do you have a girlfriend yeah so i had to laugh it off yeah yeah and i was like just laugh it off laugh it off it seems like a year a few years have passed and it seems like it's not you're not gonna laugh it off maybe no, I'm not any gonna, longer yeah i'm yeah. just like yeah sure yeah but it would be it would be just easier if it was just like yes this is my boyfriend yeah so you already have like somebody <laughs> to also show yes i'm just like kill two birds with one stone yeah yeah come yeah. out as queer to them and then yeah. boyfriend and who knows <laughs> <laughs> still happen at the same time uh, god god willing <laughs> um yes. yeah and i think you know maybe that'll happen i hope that it will but <laughs> We shall see. We shall see. That is it. Mm. I mm. have enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. Do you have any final any final things that you want to I think I didn't expect this to be more emotional than I thought it would. Yeah. I always feel like I have to check myself because I feel like I bring people here a lot and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hope they're okay with this. I hope you were okay with it. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it was just, you know, it's just reliving, reliving that. Yeah. It's still... You know, it's still very vivid. Yeah. But I think that's something you just have to learn to live with. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I would, I don't, you already asked me, like, if there was a closeted 
person, what I would do, what I would say. Um, yeah, my advice would still be just make sure you have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I guess, have people around you that you know you can trust. And trust is, I think, something that is also ridiculously important for me, mm. relationship-wise too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you. For joining me and for asking me to do this three years ago. <laughs> I don't think the streak will end anytime yeah. soon, which is nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, everyone, for listening to um, – okay you know three-year um anniversary episode so who knows this might be actually the start of a new let's get deeper season um but we'll find out in the near future see ya Thanks for listening to this chapter of Let's Get Deeper, Volume 6. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you're listening. Give us a rating and review and share us to your friends. We are a production of Great Maids Podcasts. We also have a variety of other shows, so feel free to find us on your preferred platform. Just search GR8MADS Podcast and also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We would like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on the lands we are creating our podcasts.